Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And I hope you're all ready for E3, because some of the showcases certainly weren't. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. But I believe you mean E4. Or as we like to call it, E3 Extravaganza, over here at DTF Podcast. Is this a is this a new event? It's a new event that was more prepared for than E3. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not cowards who went all digital. No. No. We we're had always... a maximum of two. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still two more than E3 had. Yes. Correct. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you want to know. Hence the extra E. <laughs> If you want to know more information about E3, stick around for our gaming section. We have a good uh, rundown for you. You know, like they say, ordinary to extraordinary. It's just a little extra. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, they do. A wise man once said that. Yeah. It was in the movie Waiting, I think, but... Yeah. (laughs) Pretty wise. Motherfucker was wise. Yeah. All right, yes, so we do have E3 talk today, uh, part one of two, because we've only gone through a couple days, but that's going to be later in our video game section. Uh, First up, we do have our movies and TV, but even before that, I'm putting a lot of layers on this. Yeah, you are. It's like a seven-layer dip. Yeah, uh, There's no sour cream, though. Oh, okay. Six-layer dip, then. uh, We could be seven. We'll just add something else. (laughs) Okay. You just don't like the number six. Okay. Just such a stupid number. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Somebody out there, their name is Six, and they're like, you know what? I don't like this guy. <laughs> I'm like, I quit this podcast. So before we start anything, I do want to give a shout out and a thank you to Stephen Farshid. Uh, he is a friend of the podcast, and uh, I was on a Patreon episode for Pop Culture Leftovers uh, with him and I as guests, and was generous enough to offer me a copy of a Ninja Turtles comic, The Last Ronin. So he he mailed that to me. I just received it recently. Nice. So I want to say thank you. And uh, everybody who is interested should go check him out. He is on Instagram with his Minor Keys comics. He he buys and sells comics, and he's always got interesting stuff on there to, to show, rare comics and just cool information about the comic industry and all that stuff with trading and collecting all that good stuff. Very cool. Uh, or if you're a Star Trek fan, he's got a podcast. He's a co-host for a podcast called Smorgasbord. It's <laughs> a good name. What if I were to tell you I told him that name? I wouldn't believe you. Well, you shouldn't because I just made that up. <laughs> so yes, go check those two things out if you are interested. In the meantime, let's get to our podcast. Uh, we also have a fun fun thing we were going to do for this episode. We have a Disney Plus 30-day trial to gift one lucky listener. So if you're interested in submitting to win this 30-day code, listen to the podcast. We'll be uh, dropping the instructions on how to enter to win later on this episode. All right, let's get into our movies and TV. It's going to be light this week because we do have E3, or I guess E4 in our sense. 
need to be careful about saying it's going to be light this week because I feel like we've done that before and then it's been like a really long episode. Maybe I do it intentionally. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. it's my, my scheme yeah. to have longer episodes. Maybe, maybe. Just call me Jinx Master 5000. Yeah, that's a really weird name. I... <laughs> Is that the weird part or the weird part Jinx that I Master. just thought of it like right then? Yeah, it's like you had it at waiting. Yeah, I was were... just like, someday I will get to use this name <laughs> in a weird scenario. Yeah. Just in my back pocket. Yep. Had it for seven years now. <laughs> Not six, though. Not six. Fuck yeah. that number. <laughs> All right, so... I mean, everyone has a number that they like and don't like, right? I'm not... I mean, I don't, but... Okay. I feel like it's a thing. <laughs> you're I probably right. I, I don't think you're the only person. Okay, so write in to dtfpod at gmail.com <laughs> if you have a number you fucking hate. Yeah, or if you have, like, preferences on numbers for some reason. We'd love to know about it. All right, let's get into our releases. Yeah, so what, what did you think it would be interesting coming up? Yeah, I had a few things I was interested in this week. Uh, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, that was the, the Ryan Reynolds film, Yeah, comes out June 16th. I was pretty interested in that one. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen the first one, so I don't. maybe I should see that one first. But There's a first one? Yeah, it's the Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm pretty confident I didn't make that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> You probably didn't. It's I Ryan just... Reynolds, right? He's the bodyguard of Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh. And, like, the whole joke is, like, Samuel L. Jackson doesn't need a bodyguard because he's, like, more intimidating than his bodyguard. Mm, okay. At least that's how I interpreted the trailers. I mean, that makes sense. Anyways. That's out this week. Yeah. In that theaters. one definitely looks entertaining. So, thought I'd check that out. It's one of the few things I'm actually interested in theaters right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, another movie coming to Hulu June 17th. It's a horror movie called Phobias. Kind of feels like it's some kind of a Saw type movie, but like they play with their phobias Mm -hmm. to like torture them. Yeah, it looks gross. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if your phobia was not having phobias? What if your phobia was having phobias? Okay, that would probably be worse. (laughs) If you had a phobia of not having a phobia, you would have a phobia. So you'd be good. Yeah, that would be yeah. A, that would be the loophole. Yeah. But if you have a phobia of having phobias, then you're scared of having a phobia, but you because you have one, like you're stuck in a loop. No, I think if you had a phobia of not having phobias, that would be worse because if you didn't have phobias, then you would then have a phobia. But you have a phobia by having a phobia. <laughs> Yeah, but even though your phobia is not having phobias, you have a phobia. But you can't, so, you can't have a phobia against something that you do have. <laughs> it's not possible. Unless You know the, what? I think we're going to have to... It's obviously going to be a standstill with this. I, yeah. I think we just move on, but... Yeah. How many times can we say phobia in the same sentence? Yeah, uh, it doesn't. That one does not interest me, but I'm I'm not surprised that you are interested based on what I saw. Yeah, what have you had? Oh my god, a, <laughs> a phobia of tall, charming, muscular men with long blonde hair. Would it be a phobia or a phobia? No, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Small percent people will probably even get that one. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to know how many people actually laughed. <laughs> uh, two, for sure. Oh, yeah? 
the entire event of E4 right. laughed. Yeah, you're right. That's 100% right there. It's true. It's, it's good odds. That's just fucking math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last, I have Dave Season 2. Also a Hulu. It's a TV show. It's technically FX, but it's through Hulu. That's how I watch it, at least. Uh, June 17th. I think I'm only halfway through Season 1. I've heard such great things about it. So you're going to skip to the end and just go to season Yeah, two? I like to watch my TV shows like Tarantino <laughs> style. You're just going to skip the last half and go to season two. <laughs> Jump about, you know, yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Make a custom storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I have a couple of things I was interested in as well. Fatherhood is coming to Netflix June 18th. This is Kevin Hart attempting to be a single dad. It's got the usual Kevin Hart humor. So, if you like his comedy, then I don't see why you wouldn't like it. Um, it looks like there's going to be some heartwarming family messages or whatnot, so it's probably a little bit cheesy, too, but eh, it'll be fun. It's on Netflix, and I'm paying extra for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Luca is coming to Disney+. Plus. I think it's been about a billion years since that was supposed to already happen, and so it finally is on June 18th. That's the yeah, one where it's the like, next Pixar movie, right? Yeah, the the little boy's like friends of the fish boy, or something weird like that. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it looks entertaining. I hope you get hired to just write <laughs> the plot summaries of hey, movies. Have you read some of the descriptions on IMDb? I'm better than those. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. <laughs> Even some of the ones on like actual streaming services, like yeah. like how did you get that? Yeah, what the movie actually is, yeah. or they actually give away the whole fucking movie. Yeah, they, like, spoil it for you. Yeah. And just in the first half of the sentence. I've even seen ones where they had typos, and it really bothers me. Yeah, typos are the worst. Yeah. Imagine if you had a phobia. Of, <laughs> of, of having a typo? Of having typos. You probably would just never type. What if you had a typewriter? Or a computer. I don't know what <laughs> decade you live like, in. When did we time travel? <laughs> And one of the keys was missing, so you could never use that that letter. You'd have to get really creative about your like yeah, words. Like, it's like you had like no M, so you had to do like a capital L V L, like really fast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or lowercase, lowercase L, L, capital V, or capital I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> endless options. Yeah. Yeah. So that would counteract the phobia, ish. Yeah, I still feel like if you had a phobia against typos, then I feel like that wouldn't cut it for you. Mm-hmm. Who knows, though? I hope there's a teacher out there who has a phobia against typos. Yeah. That would be a really cool TV show. About a teacher that has a phobia against typos? Maybe not like a TV show, just like a character in a show. Yeah. Like maybe an episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe just one episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a real a Seinfeld guest. character, right? Yeah, yeah. Or It's Always Sunny character. Yeah, I could see that. Alright, uh, also, for anybody who liked I'll Be Gone in the Dark, there's going to be a bonus episode coming out on HBO Max June 21st. That's the story of Michelle McNamara's research towards finding the Golden State Killer. I have to assume that this bonus episode is going to be about, a little bit about after he was caught. Based on the trailer. I would imagine. That was a yeah. huge story when that happened. It was a big deal. So, yeah. Should be fun. Especially for him. Okay. A big deal for him or fun for him? No, it was a big deal Probably, for him. Okay. <laughs> the last thing I said was fun. So I was uh, like... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he wanted to get caught at some yeah, point. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? 
We got bored of being not caught. Yeah. We don't know. All right, so let's get into some of our news stories. Yeah, first up, Apple TV Plus's The Morning Show is returning September 17th for Season 2. If anybody watched that and was waiting for it, there's your date. So was this like a out-of-the-blue renewal, or you already knew it was coming back, but this is the official date? I think this is just a date announcement. I feel like I I remember something about it already having been renewed for Season 2, but mm. I didn't have any information on it. So it'll probably release somewhere between like 6 a.m. and... 10 a.m. then? Yeah, legally it should. Okay. <laughs> Although technically they have until like 11.59. Kind of do morning shows go that late though? I'm just saying technically it's still morning, so. Okay, I guess you got me on technicality. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing I don't have a phobia against technicalities. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. You're pretty fucked right now. Yeah. <laughs> technically I would be. Yeah. And it would scare me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, good news for you, maybe. I'm not sure. Don't know how you're going to feel about this one. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is getting a new movie announcement. Woohoo! However, it's going to be an anime. Oh. Not an animated movie. It's just a straight like a anime. Straight anime. Like a Japanese animation style anime. All right. It's going to be between New Line Cinema and WB. It's going to be a standalone fo- film focusing on the history of Helm's Deep. And center on the King of Rohan, Helm Hammer Hand, and dive into his blood soaked story. Yes. Uh, I read a little bit about this, and it's uh, not related to the Lord of the Rings series. Series, right? Yeah. Uh, the Amazon Prime show? Yes. Yeah. Not related to that. I, I just... mean, I don't know why it would be. Okay. Well, it was noted in a lot of the articles that oh, I okay. read about it, as so I was like, I guess it's important to say. I mean, um, was that deemed in the universe of the movies, or was it deemed its own thing for Amazon Prime? Like they're all in the universe of the books, so. The movies are too? Uh, yeah. Aren't they? Well, I mean, like, cause the MCU isn't in the universe of the comics. It's oh, okay. its own thing. Well, generally speaking, the Lord of the Rings books, I... At least my understanding was that it was all part of the same story. So, maybe I'm not nerd enough to know that it's not. Well, I mean, by that logic, then, it is associated with everything else that's Lord of the Rings, then. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You just said it wasn't. Well, it, no, okay, so maybe I didn't say everything I needed to say about that. It is technically the same universe, but the other, the prequel series is supposed to take place in, like, a couple of thousand years before the events of Lord of the Rings. And this one is about 260 years. So it's technically in the same universe, but very far apart in time. Okay. So that was what I was trying to say with that. I see. Yeah. Okay. You definitely complicated <laughs> You that got thing. me on a technicality, I guess. Yeah. And that scares me. <laughs> yeah. It sure does. Either way, I'm excited for all of these. I, I mean, clearly it's an anime, so I'll have to get take what I can get. I'm but. kind of excited about this. Yeah. So the, you, I mean, you've watched anime. Yeah, I've watched, been watching a lot more anime with I you around. I feel like this is something that will really give you a reason to give a shit. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's source material you care about. Yeah, that's true. So. I just don't like the art. 
but anime it's not like there's a like a default anime art it, it, it's all its own it's all different styles okay i mean it's like saying american cartoons all look the same well that's at least they might i mean granted a lot of the adult animation ones look very similar <laughs> these days but yeah have you watched fox <laughs> Exactly. You were, you were just making fun of the Fox I was. For I, I, that's why I brought this up. Because, like, you know what? I did just say that yeah. last week. Got but... to back myself out of a corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, in general, usually the anime style I'm not a big fan of. But obviously I'm going to watch this. And I'm probably going to love it. So, whatever. Okay. Here we are. All right. Here we are. <laughs> All right. Well, something that I'm going to love... Jurassic World Dominion is going to get a sneak peek uh, during the IMAX showings of Fast 9. Fast and Furious 9, whatever it's called, F9. Yeah. I don't know what their official title is. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, apparently Sam Neill, who is in the movie, Mm -hmm. reprising his role, uh, slipped the news early on social media, uh, and apparently Universal Pictures and Emblem later confirmed the news was true. So, there's going to be a five-minute sneak peek. Uh, and it's going to be a prologue that's set during the Cretaceous time with new dinosaurs that they have yet to show in the franchise. I see. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So basically what I'm hearing is I have to pay $20 to see <laughs> a five-minute sneak and then I can leave. Sounds like it. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm going to watch that movie. Yeah, I know you will. I'm going to go with my buddies. Yeah. My pals. My guys. <laughs> yeah. Your friends? I think that's what they've been calling them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised it's only IMAX, though. Yeah. I guess this is their way of assuring people go spend money on IMAX tickets. Right. So it's going to help get people in seats that care. Probably get more concessions. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Just getting more butts in I seats. guess you call it back-end deals with theaters, like yeah. trying to help them get more people in. And it helps promote their fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Here's my question for you. What? You know, we've had these rumors that there's going to be a supposed Fast and Furious crossover with Jurassic World. Yeah. Do you think this is a sign that that could be true? Or is this just a coincidence? Personally, A coinkadink, if you will. I think it's a coinkadink. Because I don't want to see a crossover. <laughs> I don't want to see a crossover with Jurassic World. Yeah. But if you were to tell me that they went back in time to like prehistoric time or some other reason there's dinosaurs in existence and on an island, sure. Yes. Fucking go for right, it. Right, right. Just don't make it Jurassic World because I don't want to ruin that canon for right. myself. That's my point. I don't want that to be contaminated with like, fast and I know various. it's like very fictional, but mm-hmm. it to me it's like realism. Yes. For, you know, somebody yeah. who's wanted to see dinosaurs my whole fucking life. Yeah, exactly. I don't want uh, Jurassic World contaminated with Fast and the Furious family. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> I don't need Vin Diesel somehow punching a T-Rex into submission yeah. and then riding him to save his family. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't want that to happen. I'm kind of hoping that maybe this uh this little sneak peek situation is the source of the rumor that there's going to be a crossover. Oh, that would be oh that would oh please How be that stupid with that it is. That would be feel. great if that's all it is. <laughs> Can you imagine being I the mean, person that, that, that started that? That kind of stuff that? has happened before, right? That's that's happened. Yeah, that's why you don't spread rumors, people. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good it's a good call there. Yeah. 
Because you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> look like a fool with your pants on the ground. Exactly. All right. Well, I look forward to that in theaters. Mm-hmm. Apparently what we won't be seeing in theaters is DC's Blue Beetle. The movie is reportedly heading to streaming services instead. The LA Times has reported that WB plans to release the film as a mid-budget DC film for HBO Max along with Batgirl. Okay. I vaguely feel like we've already heard about this being an HBO... Like, when they announced the movie, I thought it was kind of implied it was HBO Max. Yeah. I know there was news about Batgirl being shifted to HBO Max. Mm-hmm. But I felt like Blue Beetle was also already in that category. Yeah, I also kind of already lumped him into that category, but I don't know if that was just my own personal assumption mm-hmm. because of the characters. Yeah, because you have a phobia against Blue Beetles being in theaters. No. <laughs> I just don't really associate Blue Beetle as somebody that's like a like an A-team. Mm-hmm. It's more of a B-team. Yeah. You think they'll... Maybe C-team. You think they'll try to do like a, a mashup of Blue Beetle and Beetlejuice and they'll just do like a Blue Beetlejuice? I hope not. That's weird. <laughs> Who owns Beetlejuice? Does a, is it WB? I honestly don't remember. hope it is now. Yeah. All right. More news in the DC realm. Uh, director James Wan has revealed the title for Aquaman 2. According to his Instagram post, it is now called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Okay. So there's another kingdom now. Yeah. So is it the Lost Kingdom? Did they reference the... this one in the, the first movie that there was a kingdom that no longer existed? Well... Do you think it's going to have to do with, like, the inner Earth situation where he got his suit or whatever? That's a good point. I mean, is that the yeah, Lost that could be Kingdom? Lost Kingdom. So it's going to get more into that story? Could be. Okay. Unless there's yet another Lost Kingdom. Yeah, because the, uh, what the fuck were they called? The Trench? The Trench, right? Yeah. Weren't they kind of considered the Lost Kingdom? I thought they were. Yeah. Unless, uh, I wonder if something with the, like, inside of the Earth Kingdom place... Has anything to do with why the trench are the way they are? Mm. So I, I hope the Lost Kingdom is the crab people. <laughs> yeah, they look like crab, talk like people. Yeah, I keep <laughs> whenever I do the song in my head, I always think like part of it is taste like, <laughs> and I <laughs> and I definitely like it's not taste like people. It's not- tastes like but people. taste like crab doesn't really flow yeah, either. Taste like crab, look like people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then again, like, well, yeah. if you look at people, why are you testing their <laughs> flavor? <laughs> yeah. Taste can't be right. Isn't it look like crab, talk like yeah. people? Somebody's yeah. trying to take a bath. Or... Someone's just squeezing lemon in the tub. <laughs> Adding some butter. Uh, Bob, what are you doing? <laughs> so here's some interesting news, potentially. Jamila Jamil was reportedly cast as a major villainous role in the She-Hulk series, according to Variety. Um, there are rumors that the role will be Titania, who is a supervillain with incredible strength and frequently rivals with She-Hulk. But I stress the word rumors because... It says, and I quote, Variety has confirmed with sources, but in the same article says that Marvel and Jamila Jamil have not commented. (laughs) So no one has confirmed this, but that's what we're thinking, apparently. So cool. I like her. I I thought she was really good as Tahani and The Good Place. So I don't know if I've seen anything she's been in. I didn't watch The Good Place. Right. 
Um, I don't know what else she's been, but I follow her on Instagram. I think she's cool. Okay. See, now this threw me off. I I always thought it was pronounced Titania. Yeah, did you? You really thought it was pronounced that way. <laughs> so, I learned something today. Yeah. That the supervillain is not Titania. Yeah. It's Titania. Yeah. It could be Titania. I just say Titania because that's... Isn't that the name of the girl from Boy Meets World, Titania? I don't know. All I know is that Titania... Oh, it's Topanga. Oh, that character? Maybe yeah, no. worse. <laughs> Titania is also the character, a character in like a Shakespeare play. Mm-hmm. So that's why I pronounced it that way. So I don't know if that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Nerd. Okay. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> As I created a podcast about... Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Marvel. <laughs> well... That's one of many things. Yeah, I know. It's not my fault. There's a lot. There's not a lot of Star Wars and yeah. Well, there is now. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. All right. Star Wars Andor reportedly will include Forrest Whitaker as Saw Gerrera, which I think is weird because I did. I think I just learned that that's how you spell that Saw, like the. Mm-hmm. He wants I, to play a game. Doesn't he say Saw Gerrera? Doesn't somebody say Saw? <laughs> or is that just their accent? I think Saw. It probably is. It's probably someone's accent, but in my mind, it was Saw Gerrera the whole he's time. He's heavy in the animated shows. Like, they yeah. have him throughout. Like, he's been in Clone Wars. I think he was in Rebels. I mean, I'm not arguing. I'm I'm sure that I was the wrong one, because yeah, Saw well, makes I, more sense Unless I just anyway. always, in my head, it was like, oh, it's Saw Gerrera, and they never called him Saw, and I just... I'm, I'm sure it was somebody's accent, but regardless, that character... Uh... <laughs> That guy. That guy. Uh, yeah, I guess Stellan Skarsgård, one of the other cast members, was talking to a radio station about a scene he shot opposite of Forrest Whitaker, confirming the rumors that he'll be in the series. And so the logical progression is he'll be Sorgerera because that's where we last saw him. <laughs> he last saw him play. I'm just trying to think of the context of how we saw him in that movie, though. Because I feel like... How are they going to put him into this show? That's like a is this this is a prequel, right? So I don't really understand because I the way I remember the movie, man, I have to go back and watch it again. But like, it, I thought that they met each other in that fucking movie um, through whatever the event they had to. So I like, I don't really get how they would if if that's true. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I but, feel like I had the vibe that they knew each other from before because I thought they were captured or something, and then they broke out. It's also like possible... a group of people brought them to him, and then they were put in a prison cell, right? Spoilers. <laughs> no sense watching the movie now. Yeah. Um, well, the only thing I think of is that Saw Gerrera, Saw Gerrera, I keep wanting to say it with the accent of whoever it was that said it, um, uh, was a big part of the resistance or... Whatever, right? Like a, a rebellion against the Empire. Mm-hmm. So even if he didn't know Cassian or Cassian didn't know him from before, they still could have crossed paths and not necessarily known or mm. been in the same situation, like battle Okay, it could have been like they know of each other, but... Yes, okay. I th- that's, that was kind of the impression I had. Okay. Even if they were I guess it also doesn't necessarily mean that they see each other or talk to each other in the show. Right, it could just be a related event. It could be like a Game of Thrones thing where like they have multiple groups going on. Exactly. Um... 
Okay. Yeah, the character, like, he, he started out in, like, the Rebellion, but he kind of got extreme, and he kind of teared off into his own thing. Hmm. Which is kind of what we see in Rogue One. Yeah. So this is, so you'll probably be seeing him before he went down a yeah, little bit Yeah, it was a, a little prequel, before. right? So, this, yeah. Yeah. And that's how they've shown him in the animated shows, where he, he's a lot younger, and you can you can see those tendencies of his extremism but you don't see him as a character in the movie right and finally got news that no one no one asked for probably but netflix is launching its own online store according to variety they want to sell exclusive merch for shows like stranger things and the witcher um there's probably a few others coming here soon but they they might have more than two shows i'm not quite sure Those are the ones They're an that, up and coming service. I don't know ones, if they have anything else. Those are really. the shows that people mentioned about having like people like popular enough that people would want to buy merch for. Yeah. Um I mean I hope they have something for Forensic Files collection. <laughs> personally. Yeah. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Um Yeah, so the store it's a Netflix dot store, I guess, if anybody wants to check it out. It doesn't appear that there's anything there yet. There definitely appear to be models wearing sounds, some clothing. Sounds like they sold out then. Yeah, uh, but they don't look like they're from any kind of TV show. So, unless I missed something, hmm. a lot of things. But either way, the idea in theory that they're going to have um, merchandise for The Witcher, though, that's pretty cool. But I, I don't know how the licensing But works. Yeah, they'd have to li- get licensing agreements for that kind of stuff, right? Because they don't technically own The Witcher, they just... Right, but they own the Got show. Got the deal to do the show. Yeah, they own the show rights. So if there's merch specific to the show Witcher stuff rather than mm-hmm. the game Witcher So there's going to have, let's say, the Witcher, the show. The show, yeah. <laughs> We're going to say Netflix is the Witcher, probably. Okay. Yeah. So I hope they have a t-shirt that says, are you still wearing? Are you still watching? Oh, are you still wearing? Okay. <laughs> or watching. They, they should. They, could do one they like should that. have one that says, are you still watching? That'd be funny. Yeah. 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 So, not a huge story, but I thought it was kind of funny that it was happening because it's like you don't think of a streaming service as having uh, its own store, but I guess a lot of the other streaming services already had a store before they were a streaming service. So, <laughs> like Amazon and Disney Plus. I, I Amazon, I think, is a different thing, but yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I know. Obviously, HBO might be different, but. They might have a store, actually. They could. I haven't done the research. I mean, but what this shows is that, like, Netflix has cemented enough that their properties are things that people want to buy merch. Have branded on their clothing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure they've done clothing everywhere else, just not through them specifically. I'm sure you could find a Stranger Things t shirt. I'm sure Hot Topic had shirts for Stranger Things at some point. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I know, because I go and I look constantly for them. Yeah. You're just, like, waiting for the next one to come out. (laughs) All right. That is it for our movie and TV news this week. Let's get into what we watched. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And to follow us dissect it, we're We're DTF. DTF. I kind of forgot about the word DTF part. I saw you were like, what the fuck? I was like... Do you have a phobia of saying we're DTF? Did you you suddenly develop a phobia 96 episodes in? That's probably what did it, you know? Yeah. Too much. Too much of it. Too many times. Yeah. 
on the dance floor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The PG version of that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to have that stuck in my head the rest of the episode, so thanks. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so first up, we checked out the Rugrats reboot. This is available on Paramount Plus as of May 27th, and it's an animated revival and reboot of the 1991 TV series about babies, in case anybody doesn't remember that. Um, most of the baby voice actors returned. All of the adult roles have been recast. Okay. I was I felt like they sounded very similar, so yeah. I was like, that's really impressive. Yeah. So it's just the same people. Same people in most okay. cases, yes. They must have been excited to have a paycheck then, huh? Right. We're like, oh, that show's coming back? Fuck yeah. (laughs) You're going to just take our audio from the old show, right? I don't have to actually do anything. (laughs) So the weird part about this show for me is that I kind of thought it was going to be... When I first heard about there being a revival, I kind of thought they might have changed in age slightly. Oh, like Like, jump in time? Yeah. Yeah, because like it's been so much time. Tweens or something? Yeah, like... Okay, that I, would make sense. I get that. I half expected there to be some kind of change Or like, like that. just completely new characters yeah. that are that age. Yeah, maybe. But either way, I, I don't think I was expecting it to be the exact same babies at the mm-hmm. almost exact same age. Yeah. So. But it's set in current time, right? Yes. Yeah, so... Because like so they've, they've updated things like Angelica uses a cell phone to like play games on and stuff Mm -hmm. they've just they've time traveled the entire show into modern day yeah yeah i feel like the only change i really noticed everything felt like the same show yes besides the modern timeness yeah but the the grandpa like he's like a hippie yeah and like i felt like he was a very like blue collar worker type character in the old show like he i feel like his personality is the complete opposite of what he was yeah i don't remember him being a hippie at all so i i mean i i never verified this but i don't remember that being his character so i was on the same page as you mm-hmm. um i saw a meme the other day that was like i'm realizing now that uh tommy pickles mom and dad were like 32 and 33 and now i understand why they were always so mad <laughs> their kids just dropped their friends just dropped off all their babies at their house every day. No. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is about the same, personally. Uh, if you... I had to get used to the art style. Yeah, you know, Obviously, different. 2D to 3D is a completely different thing. But it, right. beyond that, it was like this weird claymation, but not claymation look. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it was... I don't know, roughly drawn? I don't really know how to... Well, no, it, it looked like it was CGI, but yeah. it, it had like a a texture of claymation to it. Yeah, it did a little bit. They were just a little bumpy, right? That's what I was trying to say. Like, the the characters were... I mean, I, I don't bumpy know. Bumpy like clay. I was agreeing okay, with you. Okay, okay. I just didn't know what you were <laughs> okay. going with bumpy. Not like a dinosaur. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously. They, yeah. were, they weren't as cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean... It, I guess if you liked the first one, you might like this one. It's more of like a throwback nostalgia thing. I didn't really... I See, I was kind of expecting that. It. I'm not sure how I feel about this. It kind of feels like it's for adults and not so yeah. much kids, the way that they kind of, some of the jokes go in Absolutely, this, this yeah. new show. It definitely feels... And so I feel like they're, they're pandering to the kids at the time that watched the show who are now adults. But yes. at the same time, the way they execute the show... As far as the babies go, 
feels like it's very much about for kids. You know, they they say words completely wrong and like yes. they emphasize them being like unable to like speak yeah, like an like adult. It's, it's very accentuated when there's a word like pischetti or whatever. Like I don't even know if to say that. I'm just giving you an example mm-hmm. where where they pronounce something wrong and it's over and over again and it's a little bit like forced. Mm-hmm. I felt like in some cases. So maybe they feel like they're targeting like families that, you know, the adults grew up on this show and then now they have kids that can bond with their parents about watching the show with them. Yeah. But like I feel like the jokes don't make sense for children, but at the same time the the characters seem to be targeted for children. Yeah. Um so another gripe I had is I feel like it was too long. First episode's like the an hour long. First episode was extremely long. At for least the, 45 this minutes. This kind of show, it should be 25 minutes tops. I think they do uh, later on drop oh, okay. the, the length. But okay. like, yeah, the first episode, I don't even know why they even did a long episode. Cause Just make it two. I, it didn't feel like they were one episode. It felt like two episodes that were just kind of meshed together. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think the first half and the second half had anything to do with each other. Right. And... Yeah, it, it it was way too long for the first episode. I don't. I I I would say for me, it it didn't quite speak to me like I remember enjoying this. But I'm also in a you know much older now, so I I would have to say it. It's a test it for me. It I'm sure people will enjoy watching this with their kids, but I don't know if I would really continue it myself. Yeah, same. I'm also gonna be a test it on this one. I didn't. I mean, I liked, I watched Rugrats when I was younger, but I, it wasn't something I was, like, passionate for. I think it was just, like, on at the same time as other stuff. There's apparently a bunch of movies, too, I didn't even realize. Yeah. I knew of, like, one movie, but apparently it had many sequels after that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> so, I guess I was not the uh, primary audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so this is going to be a test it. I think maybe people should check it out if they already have the service, but I definitely wouldn't be. It's at least good to see that Paramount Plus has some new stuff, right? Yeah, it, I agree. It was nice to see something different other than just SpongeBob movie. Granted, it's the same market-ish yeah. of SpongeBob. Okay, and we also checked out Solos. This is a show on Amazon Prime. This came out May 21st. It's a dramatic anthology that aims to prove we're connected to others through shared experiences, even in our most isolated moments. There's a pretty enormous cast on this, and it seems, as far as I can tell, each episode is just one, basically one character. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of feels like, like a monologue. Yes. Of like, That's, if somebody were to talk to themselves in a mirror. Yes, exactly. Or just on the sidewalk because they haven't had their meds in a while. Yeah, that's uh, that's the point they're trying to make, I think, by calling it solos. It's essentially a bunch of monologues, like you said, um, framed slightly differently so that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a straight monologue, as you might see. Um, we got some pre- a pretty big cast uh, that's involved in this. Morgan Freeman, Anne Hathaway, Anthony Mackie, Helen Mirren, Uza Aduba among several several others um and there's i think seven total episodes and we watched two, the first two which had anthony mackie and and hathaway and hathaway mm-hmm. and uh i think it was very it was very interesting they do they have some interesting plot lines that they put in there and ways that they made things not just as i said a straight monologue and then like i want to say like a pure monologue like it's that's not what we've seen so far. There's, It's more interesting than that. There's definitely a lot of story 
I want to say you referenced it felt like Black Mirror on like a personal scale. It did kind of. Yeah, it was a little bit like like a personal Twilight Zone situation mm-hmm. going on. Like, And I have a feeling there's going to be some more connectivity between things as if, as we continue the episodes. Um, but... Uh, well, I think the connectivity is just people looking inward to themselves. Yeah. Of who they are. Yeah. I think that's kind of... Like, to me, that's been the point so far. Okay. Unless, yeah. you know, things change in the next episodes. That's what I got out of the two yes. that we saw was it was kind of more of a... Uh, somebody kind of talking it out in their head about what they're going through and look inside what they your... need to like look in the mirror and like be honest with yourself essentially yeah, look inside yourself and who you who you are and why you're doing what you're doing basically yeah. embrace it embrace it exactly so um i probably would check out at least one or two more episodes i didn't i wasn't like obsessed with it so that i had to keep watching that night that we were watching this hmm. but i was also really tired so um, yeah, i didn't I, I didn't hate it i liked it yeah the first one was like about time travel and the other one was like about like cloning or something right cloning they were some or, uh, like some very interesting yeah concepts that they kind of used to incorporate into these monologues mm-hmm. about people talk it you know again it's the mirror thing but using a different aspect of yeah how they would do that exactly. and i thought it was really clever and, and unique and i'm i i really enjoyed these i know they're kind of a slower burn viewing you can't yeah. really go into this expecting a black mirror type craziness it's really yeah. very I've... dialogue heavy mm-hmm. and just kind of listening to what they have to say yeah, and I would also recommend reserving watching this for days when you're not exhausted. Like, don't watch this right before bed. That would be my recommendation. Because I think it's more interesting if you're more aware of what's going on and not mm-hmm. just, like, trying to sink into the couch, you know? Yeah, it will yeah. focus a little bit more. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, But overall, um, I, I would say it's a slice it from me. Because it was very good. Okay. Yeah, I I was really into this. I I'd say dissect it for me. Okay. I I definitely plan to finish the whole thing. Yeah. I am interested to see if they do tie in somehow, but I do feel like they are just an anthology of the. There's just look at this well-known person and their one story. Yeah. I think the overall arc is going to be the theme of their conversations, but I don't think it's going to be tied in anything directly in a plot. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, I watched this. You did not. Uh, I watched Train to Busan Peninsula. That's the sequel to Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Weird. It came out last year around July. Uh, and it is now officially a exclusive on Shudder, mm. the horror movie app. So I was able to watch it there. It is a Korean film. Uh, it... Mostly in Korean, but there are small sections where there's English and then a couple other languages that they give subtitles for. Mm-hmm. This movie, I you know, I I went into it knowing what Train to Busan was, and this was a completely different atmosphere than that movie. Yeah, I felt like they went with the title Train to Busan just so they could give it some kind of brand recognition. Uh, the the tone of this movie is like complete action. It's it's like if you were to mesh a zombie movie with Fast and Furious. 
<laughs> what? Okay. There are some fucking insane car drifting scenes through hordes of zombies in this movie. And all I could think of is like, man, this would be a really good Fast and Furious meets zombies. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous. I, I guess you could say it's the best Fast and Furious I've seen. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> the acting was really good. I it's subtitles, so like to the to an extent you're 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 not fully engaged because you have to read everything that they're saying. Mm-hmm. But like I do feel like I I felt the heaviness of the situation with some of the characters and and the and everything that they were like put in World of Zombies. Right. Um but yeah, it it, it was really just like a a straight fucking action movie with minor subplots of relationship issues between characters, but I had a really good time with this. It's about 2 hours long, a little bit longer than I think it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But it kind of fleshed out the train to Basan story a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I I'd say it's easily a dissect it for me. The CGI was like really not the greatest, but mm-hmm. like it worked for what for what I was watching. Okay. It just like it it's blatantly bad CGI. But because of the hyperbolic nature of the scenes and how ridiculous they are, like, mm-hmm. it just, it works. It's okay. just, like, you kind of just let go of that criticism, I guess. Yeah. And it's it just, doesn't... like, you can just enjoy it and appreciate it for what it is. Right. That's always good. I enjoy that. But yeah, I kind of consider you watch this. I think you would enjoy it. Really? Well, I haven't seen the original Train to Busan. You really don't need to. Like, oh, okay. they, they touch upon that movie just briefly in the beginning because mm-hmm. it's, like, plays off of the events of that one as far as where they are in the time of this movie but Mm -hmm. like the characters are completely different Mm -hmm. you don't have to have any knowledge of the previous characters you just have to know there is a zombie outbreak Mm. and that's that okay i guess we'll see that's a maybe for me maybe i'll watch it (laughs) okay all right and finally we did start loki the series on disney plus this started um last week and uh, we checked out the first episode, and we're just going to give you our quick impressions here, and definitely check out our separate episode that we're going to be posting um, with a full breakdown situation of the show, just like we did with WandaVision. Yeah, it'll be part of our anatomy of Loki. Yes. It's be the first time it's uh, weird because it refers to a person, so it's going to yeah. be like we literally are dissecting it. <laughs> It's not the. Yeah, it's... anatomy of the Loki. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, obviously about Tom Hiddleston playing Loki again, but we all know this. Um, and generally, it starts. I mean, it takes place like directly after Endgame, like yes. everything that we've seen up to this point. Yes. In the MCU. Yes. It takes place right after with, that. With the uh, time travel situation and the Tesseract being picked up and Loki's like, peace out. Mm-hmm. It picks up right there. Yep. Um. <laughs> so, Kevin Feige's even said that this is going to have the biggest impact on the MCU out of all of the Disney Plus series. And you can kind of see that in this first episode. Like... Things are, are have already happened in the first episode that kind of like, well, wait a minute. Everything that you thought you knew and understood has now been put into questions. Right. And um, I think this is not as mysterious to me as WandaVision was. Mm-hmm. 
but I feel like it has enough of that to really hook people and engage them into what's going on and, and kind of guess on fan theories and stuff. Yeah. We already saw some an example of how we saw all the trailers and teasers and different scenes that were like, oh, that's going to be interesting. We saw already saw some examples of how maybe there was, there was a little bit of misdirect on, on some of that, the advertising material, which I guess we should have expected. I don't know why we didn't. Um, I mean, he it is, is it the is god Loki. of mischief. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, um, he directed that trailer. Obviously, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's still got the, like, snarky humor he has. And we get to see him, like, he's on these adventures for various reasons. Whether it's on his own will or as <laughs> part of whatever he's involved in. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be vague. Sorry, it sounds really stupid what I'm saying. But um, I don't want to give away a bunch of stuff. But the, yeah, Well, that's what our... Anatomy of Loki is about. Exactly. So go check that out. Yes. So uh, just early first impressions, dissected obviously from me, we'll give you some more information on our anatomy episodes. How do you feel? Uh, It's going to be a, it's going to be a slice it for me. Okay. I think there's some things that have bothered me, but it's more about um, things that I feel like could be potential plot holes. Continuity issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, we're dealing with time travel at this point so Mm -hmm. i feel like there could be some weird things but they might address that by the end of the season that's true um obviously one episode isn't going to give me my full rating so yes yes. uh, as of right now it's a slice it for me i'm enjoying it but i think i was more engaged with wandavision yes than i am with this so far that makes sense um and just a reminder to wrap up this section of our podcast if you were listening in the beginning we said we were going to give away uh we're going to tell you how to enter our contest to win a disney plus code Here's where we're going to tell you, if you are interested, go ahead and share an episode of our podcast on social media and send us a screenshot to dtfpod at gmail.com. We will enter all of the submissions and pick a random winner, and we will give you the code. This will be especially helpful if you're interested in checking out Loki and you don't have a Disney Plus subscription or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to check out Black Widow at home for $30. Yes. Yeah. You you're paying for you're it, but you have access for, for free yeah, to pay for it. Yeah, the access part is free. Yeah, yeah that's priceless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Right here. Absolutely. Uh this it, to note though, this is a new customer trial, so you can't use it on you can't stack it on your current stuff. Yes. So you'll need to use a new email. Yes. If you have already used one that you already have to use yes. to join Disney Plus before. But you didn't hear that from us. Yes. It's just facts that we're speaking. Yes. <laughs> no, I just, I, I got this and I thought, you know what? This will be great to give out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Somebody who hasn't gotten Disney Plus and would love to see Loki or any of the other Disney mm-hmm. shows that have popped up in the last few months. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll announce the winner next week. Yes. So, remember, dtfpod at gmail.com. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yes. So, good luck, everybody. Yes. Uh, All right. So, thank you for listening to the first part of our uh, episode this week. If you are still listening, we appreciate you. Definitely check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at dtfpod. If you don't mind, we would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave us a review or a rating. So that people can notice us and realize that we exist. We would love that. Um, And of course, if you want to send us any direct feedback, you can always send us an email to dtfpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
But in the meantime, we have quite a bit of gaming news. Or as we called it earlier, E4. Because <laughs> we're one above E3. Yes, better. <laughs> because E3 isn't enough. It's not. That's our slogan. I'm putting it on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Sell it to Netflix. Yeah. Add it to their store. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I mean, our our releases are going to be light, but we also, in a sense, are, they're heavy because there's a lot of shit in E3 that we bring up. But yeah, uh, just non-E3 uh, stuff among us is coming to Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One on June 15th. Uh, summer Game Fest demo event to Xbox, uh, June 15th. So they have over 40 game demos, uh, including Tunic, Sable, and the Rift Breaker that will be available for people to try out. This coming week, on June June 15th, basically, they're going to start posting some of these demos. They won't stay for long, though, so if you're interested, definitely keep an eye on the Xbox store. Mm -hmm. Or Microsoft store, whatever Lesson learned, PlayStation, you should have been at E3. Yeah, idiots. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, and then last multi-platform, we have Warzone Season 4 is coming out June 16th. They are changing everything up again, adding some maps, adding some content to the Warzone map, some zombie stuff, some gun balancing, mm-hmm. some new vehicles, what have you. It's going to be a new ride. Okay. So, drop in. Yeah. And get that W. Yeah. Unless you're in my game. Then don't. Then fucking die. (laughs) It's aggressive. (laughs) I play the win. Yeah. Or lose. Yeah. And be unhappy because I wanted to win. Right, right. Of course. All right, let's get into it. E3 2021. It is a thing every year, and this year it was all digital because they're not us. Yeah. They're not E4 with two people. Yeah. Showing up. Yes. All right. So uh, I guess Friday is when it technically started. I don't know if this is considered officially part of E3, but uh, Summer Game Fest, which is the Jeff Keeley run event mm-hmm. this year, uh, he had basically, a, it was a mini, I guess you'd call it a mini game awards. Okay. Minus the award. It was just the announcement side. Okay. That he does. Thought it was interesting. Uh, even though PlayStation is not at E3 this year. Uh, we did get an announcement of a Death Stranding director's cut with the release date of coming soon. Okay. Could literally be anything, man. Yes. There's no nothing closer. Okay. Here's what's weird to me. It's called the director's cut. This is a game that Hideo Kojima built an entire company yeah. under his own brand. Why would he need a director's and cut? And this was the first game that he came out with. So, and he was the director. Yeah. What He I, was literally free reign on what he wanted to do on this game. I, I don't understand. So how is this a director's cut? I would like to know that as well. It doesn't make much sense, does it? It doesn't to me. <laughs> he he didn't work at like, Konami at this point. He wasn't being told what he had to have and not have in a game. I mean, that's literally why he left Konami. Right. Because of the downfall with... What he his creative side and what they yeah. would let him do creative differences yes creative <laughs> differences like to thank say. you <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a weird thing so like mm-hmm. to me this feels like a uh, PlayStation's like cash grab yeah you know it's obviously coming to PS5 it's not a PS4 it's mm-hmm. it's for PS5 so it's like how can we spin this it's not just we're adding it to PS5 now right 
Yeah, that seems a little unnecessary to me. Um, I heard they, they announced Jurassic World Evolution 2, though, which I'm sure you're excited about. Yes. Um, kind of. Okay. I... Based off how we bought the game, and then they kept adding little trinkets of DLC that I felt like was very similar to the main game, Mm -hmm. and it felt like it was kind of just becoming this, like, what else can we sell them? Yeah. I... I'm excited for it, but I also am kind of like, how can you do a second game? Because it seems the premise is based off Fallen Kingdom, the last movie that came out. Mm -hmm. The ending of that is where this kind of seems to take place, where there are no parks. It's really just a, the dinosaurs are out in the wild now. Yes. So I feel like I'm, I'm interested in how you're doing this game when there's no actual parks. Is it so you're just maintaining dinosaurs' existence? Yeah, that's a very good question. But at the same time, I also am kind of hesitant to go and buy this game right away. And I might want to wait on it and see... To see what kind of... What kind of DLC they come out with and see if the game is worth buying at full price. Yeah. Because I kind of have a feeling that this could also just be like... It could feel like it's just the same game mm-hmm. with a different skin. You know, yeah. Did they do any actual mechanical changes to the game to update it? Yeah. That's a good question. That's what I'm going to be interested in finding out about yeah, this game. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you, you slap a Jurassic World label on, you know, park, world, whatever, on on a game. I'm, I'm going to look at it. Yeah. I'm going to check it bitch, out. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, also, I brought Fallen Kingdom. I, I think this, I will say, this did get me inspired to watch that the other day. Mm-hmm. I threw it on, I only watched the first half where they are on the island trying to get the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. That movie does not get enough credit. Yeah. I am going to admit this. I tear up when that fucking scene comes with the Brachiosaurus limping on the dock. Yeah. Toward the ship. Yeah, I don't like that scene. It is a heavy fucking scene. Yeah. And like the symbolism with that shit. Yeah. That's the first dinosaur we're introduced. Well, I guess Raptor is. But the one that you fully see. Yeah. The one that, like, we, we see living, yes. you know, graciously mm-hmm. in the park. Yeah. And then, then we we have to watch it basically fucking die. Yeah. At the end. So fucked up. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a heavy scene. Yeah, I hate that part. That, I feel like that movie doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. But that said, it also does feel like two different fucking movies. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. Uh, yes. Got kind of on the topic of movies. The Dark Pictures uh, anthology, they come in, they're coming out there. I think they're chapter three, I think, at this point. Uh, it's called House of Ashes, and that comes out October 22nd. Okay. I will admit I have not played any of the chapters. I think they're on Game Pass or something like that, but I have not really played these. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with They these. feel like they're kind of a, a telltale type thing, but more, you know. Like serious. Creepy. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> They don't seem like my thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also not a game that I'm really into, but Overwatch 2 was announced, which I thought was shocking because I kind of thought Overwatch was one of those games they were just going to continue as what it is and there would never be a sequel. Right. They would just expand on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like from what I understood, they're, they're changing up characters and they're like... 
their roles, whether supports or whatever, heavies. I don't know. I, I, people who play this game were like, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> yeah. But that's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. I was shocked that they were going to make it number two as well because I feel like they're just constantly adding new characters anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, why would you need to make a second we game? We tried this game out back in the day and mm-hmm. it just, it, it felt like it was too much to learn. Like, I did decent playing in matches, but I just... I know there's a lot of intricate gameplay when it comes to, like, character attacks on other characters and, like, yeah. what works on what. And True. It just... It felt like too much. So yeah. So, I had to give up that life. Yeah. Almost immediately after we bought it. Yeah. yeah. Almost. <laughs> uh, they also announced... Um, well, not announced, but... Gave some more information on Tunic, which was announced, like, I think in 2017. It's been 100 million years. Yeah, we played this at E3 a couple years ago. Yes. In person. A real live and one, yeah. I was shocked to see this game has not come out yet. It It's basically The Legend of Zelda as a fox. As a cute little cartoon fox, yeah. In a very, like, cel-shaded art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is going to release sometime in 2021, and the fun part is there's going to be a demo on next week, which we just mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. as part of the summer gaming situation. I'm so. curious if it's just the same demo that we already played. I don't care. I'm still going to play it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll try <laughs> There would obviously be improvements yeah, I would imagine by that, this point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, they, they touched upon Evil Dead at this event. It really just more gameplay of the multiplayer. Um, looked fine. Probably not something I'm going to end up buying if it hits game pass or something i'd probably check it out though uh and then elden ring was the big reveal uh this game looks like it's a soul-like game on steroids the creatures and shit in this game were so fucking creepy looking and intense and uncomfortable and it was just chaotic yeah so that comes out i think january next year so Anybody who's looking for a good Souls game, that that's one to, to look at. It's called Elden Ring. Yeah. All right. Next on our list is a pretty big one. Bethesda slash Microsoft had an enormous presentation. I think probably one of the only enormous presentations. So far, it's the biggest yeah, we've seen. Yeah, definitely the biggest. I mean, we're only two days in out of four. Yeah. But so far, that's been the biggest, which yeah. you kind of expect. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo are typically the bigger of... Mm-hmm all of the presentations because they are the console companies. Yeah, for sure. Um, So we're going to do a quick little overview of our our thoughts on their presentation and then mention a few of the games that we thought maybe were the most important announcements. Since it's such a long list, we obviously can't touch on each individual one. So to start off, overall, how did you feel about the quality? Uh, What did you think were the, the highest quality games that were announced maybe? I you know it 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 felt like Microsoft came out really fucking strong. Yeah. Granted, this was a Bethesda slash Microsoft event, so technically you're gonna have presumably double the content you would of a normal showcase That's when true. they were to do them separately. Yes, uh, but Bethesda is technically Microsoft now, so mm-hmm. you know you could ha- they could have had less and saved whatever you know they wanted for future stuff yeah um i think they came out really strong this year it that's been the kind of big criticism of them is they they never seem to really wow they have good stuff but they never really wow with back to back to back type announcements Mm -hmm. 
and so far it it felt like they were the strongest so you know of E3 and I think they really came out strong. The, their focus was clearly Game Pass this year. Oh yeah. I mean it's been Game Pass for a while, but you know, as much as we keep asking how can you make money on Game Pass if you're charging $15 a month and having these big blockbuster games constantly coming out like it doesn't make sense. The math is just not there. Yeah. But they keep throwing shit, shit out. I think 27 of the 30 games that they announced are coming to Game Pass day one. Yeah, they just like slam like, the Like They the are table. basically saying, if you're not in Game Pass, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, they sure did. Like Game Pass, <laughs> if it really does succeed, it's going to change. It's going to force Sony to have to do some kind of a Game Pass strategy at some point. Yeah, definitely. Assuming they can maintain the money and the profits off of Game Pass. Like, it, I don't know how Sony can justify selling full-price games when the competitor is is giving catalog after catalog of quality games. Yeah. And we saw um, quite a handful of console exclusives, right? Yeah, and that's another thing that, that has been a big criticism of, of Microsoft is they don't have the exclusives that Sony has. You know, they don't have these big AAA games that come out with 8, 9s, 10s as their review scores. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I, I feel like since Gears 5, they've kind of been shifting upward with that and... Um, we saw a lot of exclusives, whether they be console exclusive, they be timed exclusive, or just straight platform exclusive. Mm-hmm. It we're seeing like we're we actually didn't even see the the things announced the last two years at E three for Xbox. Mm-hmm. We didn't even see any of that. We yeah. didn't hear about any of it. Right. This was all brand new shit. Mm-hmm. So that means we have multiple years coming up that we can look forward to exclusives coming out on Xbox. Yeah. Um, one that really stood out to me was it, uh, more of an indie type game, but it's called 12 Minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's got a voice cast of James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, that was insane. I was very confused whenever I saw those names on the screen and then I saw what was playing. I was yeah. like, wait, so what? This game comes out in August. Mm-hmm. And this is like, it's an exclusive to Xbox. It's gonna, I believe it's on Game Pass. And I think that's like a a big get for them, mm-hmm. you know, having big name actors tied to the voice acting for this. It's like you're gonna at the very least get casual gamers interested in this, and I think it even is gonna be on Game Pass. Yeah. So yeah, I still as I was watching this, I was like, I'm still not really sure what's going on in this game, but I want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they announced a game called Contraband, which it was a teaser. You didn't really get a whole vibe of what was going on, but. It certainly caught people's attention. It it, it caught my attention. Uh, it it only had a release date, but it no, there was no date or anything. It, it was, was an exclusive like, yeah. from a new developer within Microsoft, and it's another example of something to look forward to for Xbox players. Yes, they did announce Starfield, which has been in production for a billion years. Yeah, <laughs> light years probably. Light years indeed. And, you know, they gave it a, a, a release date, finally, of November 11th next of, of next year. Yes. A little surprising that it's another year away. Mm-hmm. But I think the bigger 
take from this was this ended up being a Xbox exclusive. This was a game that people expected to be on multi-platform. And then the big news came out that Microsoft bought Bethesda. Yes. And now this game was up in the air. People were like, well, is this going to be exclusive? Is it going to be multi-platform? And they were very vague about what was going to be what mm-hmm. in that purchase. And they just, you know, as you like to say, slam their dick on the table. <laughs> yeah, do I like to say that? You tend to say it. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be Xbox exclusive for Series X and S. It's, you know, it's being basically called the Skyrim of space type oh. game now. It is? I mean, it's the same creators and stuff, right? right, right so right. That's true. Uh, it, it looked gorgeous. Really, like, they didn't show a whole lot. They just showed basically in-game engine graphics. Yeah, like fucking with um, controls on a spaceship and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, cool, I guess. Yeah. They yeah. showed, like, a robot waving. It kind of yeah. showed, like, a little bit of the humor and stuff yeah. like that. So, really, all they showed was graphically what this sh- what this game is going to, sh- like, provide us. Mm-hmm. There was no real gameplay. Yeah. But sure enough, this is a game that people are looking forward to. Yeah. And so they've cemented that, you know, you do need to have an Xbox if you want to play some of these games. Mm-hmm. And again, this is Game Pass. Yeah. All these titles are going to be Game Pass at their first party. There are so many things yeah. going to Game Pass. Uh, of the many are the entire Yakuza series. Not only coming to Game Pass, but on the same day of the presentation, right? Yeah, that yeah. Was, I think some of them are already on Game Pass, um, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. basically dropped all of the Yakuza on Game Pass, including Like a Dragon, which is the newest one from last year. Mm-hmm. And that was the one I was looking forward to, where they took the franchise and they made it a turn-based RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have already started playing this game. I, I downloaded it as soon as the event was over. I jumped on my Xbox, I downloaded it, and mm-hmm. I played, I think I'm, I don't know, like, Four hours in, nice. Um, it's a little bit slow in the beginning, but yeah, I, I'm I'm having a blast with it now. So yeah, it's on Game Pass. So go check that out if you guys are interested. Yeah, definitely. And then I think obviously the big brand name was Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. People really wanted to see what was going to happen with Halo because it didn't go so well last year. They released their their reveal of this game, the gameplay, the graphics, and there was this big internet joke and memes and everything about the look of one of the brutes. I think mm-hmm. they started calling him Chad or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, he did not look good. But the game overall I thought looked okay. But they, they completely overhauled after that moment and uh, what they came out with looked great. Um, they announced another dick on the table moment, and the multiplayer for Halo Infinite will be free. Yes. To everybody. Yeah. Who has an Xbox. That is a dick on the table moment. So, you do not have to buy the game. You will have to pay to play Halo Infinite's campaign. You'll have to buy that. Or, you can get Game Pass and play it there. <laughs> yeah, that would be smart. Uh, but... What's great about this is they kind of went the route of Warzone. The game is free to play. As long as you have an Xbox, you can play this game. So you won't have to have Game Pass. You won't have to have Xbox Live, presumably, if it's a free to play. Mm-hmm. And that's going to draw in a lot of fucking people. Because, you know, I have friends who aren't as mainstream with gaming anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guarantee that the title of Halo 
coming out is going to catch their interest. And being told that they don't have to pay for the game is yeah. definitely going to get them to fucking download it. Yeah. I'm very excited for you that you're going to probably get to play it with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to rely on them to buy it. Yeah, because, I mean, Halo 5, I didn't really play with my friends because yeah. they, no one had it. So yeah. it was just kind of like, I played the campaign, I played a little bit of multiplayer, but, mm-hmm. like, I was kind of past the age of getting hardcore into multiplayer for Halo. Yeah. But I'm sure with friends, it would change that atmosphere. And this game looks so close to the roots of the original games. Yeah. You know, the multiplayer feels very much like Halo 2 from what we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got customization again for the character armors, so that's pretty cool. There's a nice samurai-looking one that they had. Um, they added a hook shot, it looks like, to the gameplay mechanics, so that's going to be some crazy twist to the multiplayer with migration in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the biggest news, I think, of it was it's coming out holiday 2021. I'm going to assume that's November, because usually that's what it is for Xbox, but they didn't technically give a... Exact yeah. day. Yeah. So I I hope that they stick to that date because, uh, or whatever, that, that period because this is not a game that they can keep delaying. You know, yeah. that's one criticism of, of this current gen so far is, well, PlayStation 5 has three exclusives, whereas Xbox, you know, and yeah. that is something they do need to kind of step up on. And mm-hmm. so it's good to see that they're getting release dates now for these bigger titles that we've been waiting for. Another big title that they brought up was Forza Horizon 5. Mm-hmm. The games always look gorgeous. This looked extremely gorgeous now on, on next-gen consoles. They showed the 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 way that like individual leaves on plants would interact independently in the world. It was crazy. That's, that's... The, the, the power usage this game probably uses. Yeah, that's intense. But the game looked great. It looks like what you expect out of a Horizon. I think it's based in Mexico this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, that's a Game Pass game that I'm looking forward to. And that's definitely one of those games that I would not have bought. Yeah. I think I played the other two because they were on Game Pass, and I would never have bought them. They teased the Outer Worlds 2, a game that you were really into, the the first game. They sure did. I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, they didn't give us a whole lot of information and made fun of themselves for that. But mm-hmm. uh, regardless, I'm into a sequel. To be honest, I has, haven't. I didn't go back and finish the DLC situation on that game, which I keep oh, meaning yeah. to do. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that at some point. Well, I imagine if they've announced the second game that they're done with the, the whatever content. For I DLC. would imagine that as well. Uh, at the, that point, the problem I had, which is not usually a problem I have with games, is that. I had beat the shit out of the game before, like way before that DLC came out. Then the DLC came out, and it had been so long. I was like, I'm gonna have to learn to re- fucking play the game again. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna do that. I <laughs> I jumped on the game recently, and that happened to me where I was like, I don't feel like I know how to play this anymore, yeah. and I don't feel like learning it exactly again. I don't have like all night to get through like ten minutes. Of so gameplay. I just turned it off, and I was like, "Yep, all right, yeah, maybe next time." Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, some smaller updates that they had were uh, the Shroom and Doom update for Grounded. Boo! And not something that we're you know we tried the game out. It was fine. Yeah. It, it felt like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video game. Yeah. Um. 
but apparently they've added stuff that people have in the community been asking for. Yeah, sitting. So apparently people have been asking for sitting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Uh, June thirtieth, <laughs> that comes out on Game Pass for free. Anybody who has got the game. Um, another big one I thought was surprising. Sea of Thieves uh, is coming out with a Pirates of Life themed DLC mm-hmm. expansion, and it's based around Pirates of the Caribbean. So Microsoft was able to get a deal with Disney and they have Jack Sparrow and all of the characters from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies in this game with Mm. their own little story arc. Yeah. I think they even had uh, Davy Jones with his ship and his creature crew and Mm -hmm. the ghost ship or whatever they call it. Black Pearl. Whatever. Well, that's the other one. That's the other one, but yeah. they call whatever the fuck that's called. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like the crab cake or something. The crab cake. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was mildly interested in that, to be honest. I, I, I agree. I, yeah. I, I, we tried the game, or at least I did, and I was like, you know, that's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. I, I never got it. to actually play the game with anyone. To be fair, so. I did play when it first came out, so they've yeah. probably added a lot of shit since then to yeah. make the game more, you know, fun. Yeah. I just remember having to take a bucket and, like, dump water out of my ship or something because mm-hmm. I, like, ran aground. I was like, this isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely had that thought watching this trailer mm-hmm. was... Do I need to be at a certain level to play this? Yeah. Can I just jump into this? And that's not really something that they really gave answers to. Yeah. So I'm I'm really hoping it's something that you can just jump in and you don't have to have any kind of skill level or tier or whatever yeah. to to play this content. Yeah. If that's the case, I will definitely try it out. Yeah. And that's I think was what for yeah next week June twenty second. Mm-hmm. And last. I would like to bring up Flight Simulator, an older announcement. They've, you know, this came out on PC already. Did great reviews on PC. Uh, it's coming out next month to Xbox, which I knew was happening at some point. Mm-hmm. But I am so excited for this. Yeah, me too. Um, of course, it's one of those things where I'm like, in my head, I'm going to really enjoy this. But like, since it's literally a simulator, I'm probably going to be like, this is boring. Yeah, once you start playing, you're going to be like, okay, never mind. But <laughs> the idea that I can fly around the world yes. and see these landmarks that I will not actually see yeah in reality is just so exciting to me yeah that makes sense i used to play uh microsoft flight simulator like 93 or something like whatever the fuck year it was like mm-hmm. when i was in 6th grade yeah did you fly over isla nublar no i don't think they had cool options like that yeah it was just like the sky or not the sky okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Must have been a quick game to make. Well, it was like, yeah. Uh, a Todd, that is not blue enough. <laughs> Wait, that's too blue. That's the ocean. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to that game in the sense of I'm really curious to, to experience a game like that. But mm-hmm. whether I'll be good at it or be able to handle the the slow nature of learning to fly... Will be the question, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Uh, But they also announced that they were going to have a DLC expansion for Top Gun Maverick. Mm -hmm. So I guess that alone, I'm excited that that means there's going to be fighter jets. Yeah, 
That would be understood. I don't know if that was ever in the game before, but I guess it will be at that point. Very cool. Um, and then finally, the mini fridge that everybody joked about when they revealed the look of the Xbox Series X. Yeah. Uh, they have made it a real thing. You can buy a mini fridge of the console this coming holiday 2021. If I didn't have my zombies fridge. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> trying to figure out, like, is it cooler than the zombies fridge or is it less cool? I, honestly, I, I was like, at first I was like, yeah, I should look at, if that's not too expensive. Yeah. Like, I was, but I was like, well, but I already have this one. Yeah. Is it weird if I have two video game themed fridges? Might be a little weird. You just gonna start a collection of like video game themed fridges? Yeah. <laughs> I can make a YouTube channel where I just like show off my fridges. Yeah. So I have like two videos. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if I if I bring in the fucking viewers, I guess it works. Exactly. All right. So that was the Xbox, Microsoft, Bethesda showcase. What so like what was your what was your favorite of that whole thing? Um, I'd say for me, my uh, two my two or okay, so my favorite because it's easy is uh, the Outer Worlds too. Like I'm very interested to see where where that story goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing that I'm most intrigued by is Twelve Minutes because, like you said, it's got an incredible voice cast. Yeah, it's different looking like it's different than something i would normally play i think um and it looks i'm intrigued by it i'm most intrigued by that Mm -hmm. one i kind of have that uh reaction to somerville okay which is coming out on game pass next year they didn't Mm -hmm. really give a a specific date but that game was like something that was like i have no clue what's going on in this but everything they're showing makes me very curious yeah uh it it was like an indie game kind of along the same page of 12 minutes right only a shittier voice cast yeah they just didn't announce it turns out they're really good people like <laughs> i'm like saying that i would know stars. who the voices yeah. are I, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> they're probably great Someone's i have like, no hey. idea <laughs> um for me i think my favorite announcement for this event was probably the halo infinite i, was gonna say, I mean not halo, it, i don't know who you are anymore <laughs> Whether I end up enjoying the game or not, it it just the nostalgia and the excitement that I got just watching what they presented this year versus last year. Yeah. Really got me in a good mood and like ready for this game. So seeing that holiday twenty twenty one release date was was really fun. Especially with how many times it's been delayed and the drama behind shit that's happened with this game. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for that for you, and also maybe to play with you, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it should have co-op. Yeah. So. My concern is the uh, free-to-play multiplayer is going to be like a war zone situation, and I can't do it. (laughs) Well, I mean, we'll have to campaign, though, on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. So, with that, you'll we have to play at least the campaign. Right. Not have to worry about actual people shooting you yeah maybe me i don't know yeah depends on the friendly fire yeah you're gonna find a way to turn it on yeah i'll make like a a change.org petition yeah for them to put it in just so i could do that yeah sounds great (laughs) so overall what would you rate this on the bethesda microsoft showcase i would say i mean 
I feel like it's going to be like that. This is overall probably the best one out of what we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't actually, I'm not sure if we give her our, we didn't rate summer r- game. Our rate for rating for the, uh, summer game fest. No, we did not. Uh, but just off the sheer amount of content versus, I would say this is obviously for me a dissect it versus yeah. what I would call call the summer game fest more of a test it. I would say it would yeah. be a test it to me. There were some good titles, but nothing that really like stood out as like oh my god. Yeah, um, I have a hard time with ratings for this because it's like on one hand, am I rating everything against each other? Or am I also incorporating previous years that had better announcements or whatever? So, I think it's a little bit of both. It's it's yeah. it's kind of you're rating off of what they you know if they've been proved off of the criticisms of what of the last years mm-hmm. or or what have you, or if you just got excited about what they showed. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you're gonna have to base it more in that sense off of first party because you know they did show third party stuff, but that could be on PlayStation, that could be on Nintendo, right? You know. So, I mean, oh, give, with that in mind, I'm going to pretty much just copy your ratings. So, <laughs> it was not intentional, but that was kind of what I was thinking before, is I feel like the Summer Game Fest was a test it, and um, the Microsoft Bethesda was a dissect it, because it really did have a wide breadth of material. So much of it was on Game Pass, the accessibility level and the... Uh, diversity level of things that are coming out is insane Mm -hmm. so and xbox has been really criticized also in the past for having a lot of first person shooters not a whole lot else Mm -hmm. um seems like they're and they kind of showed a lot of that here but they did show a lot of other stuff yeah and i would i would argue too that like what did we see sony do a lot of third person narrative Mm -hmm. like each company knows their they they know what they're good at that's true but I do appreciate that they, they are expanding on what they have. Yes. Uh, and again, we didn't even see any of the stuff that's been announced the last two years. You know, we didn't see Perfect Dark remake. We didn't see Fable. We didn't see Hellblade 2. Yeah. Which mean, there's other stuff. We didn't see all... Gears 6. Yeah, but that's a lot of options. And we didn't see any of them. You're right. So. Yeah. And that could either be a good or a bad thing, I guess. If you Depending how you look at it. You could look at it as like, well, they don't have good stuff to show. Or you could look at it as, they have so much fucking stuff, they don't need to show it yet. And they could show that next year or the year after or whatever. Yeah, they could fucking share it in 15 minutes if they felt like it. Like, they they have so much stuff that really, yeah. it literally doesn't matter know, to dick, them. Dick on the table. Move exactly. right there. Exactly. Dick through the table. The table wow. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they're, just, they're fucking the, the table. <laughs> I meant they broke it. But. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I guess that too. Could be. I either. mean, if you if you slammed your dick on the table and broke it, technically you could argue that's like that a one thrust table. fuck. Yeah, yeah, or a one, a one pump chump. Okay, I, I try to make it sound cool. Oh yeah, that's better to not say that then. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's move on. So, yes. Gearbox also showed up. This, I think it was also or on. Did they? Okay, valid point. <laughs> Um, so, they started out with their movie. Yeah. They started out with the Borderlands movie tease. You yes. know, they... Lots of teasing, not much showing. Like, yeah. So, here's... Let me start off by saying, I think it would have been really fucking cool. Like, I get it. This is a gaming event, so maybe some people were like, I don't give a shit, shit about the movie. 
I would have been down. I want to see about the movie. But mm-hmm. I want you to show me the fucking stuff about the movie instead of being like, oh, we can't show you and like blur yeah, it out. Yeah, it was a lot of cock teasing of yeah. like, oh, we're at the set, but we can't show you this. Yeah, we can't show you that. that's not cool. No one's and it's like just that. There's like, it was like, what, 15 minutes, yeah. I'd say, of... Very long for not Of just letting anything. us know that they're making a movie of yeah. Borderlands and we just don't get to see any of it right now. Yeah, that and was unnecessary. It... I guess maybe that kind of thing would work at like a game awards if you wanted to say that. Yeah. Because they do kind of have movie type things there too usually. Mm-hmm. But this felt weird that this was even a part of E3 because it's video games. Yeah. Like I get that your movie is based off of a video game, but like this is just about video games. So the fact that you didn't even have anything to show us about the movie made it seem... Really dumb that it even was a thing. Yeah. In your presentation. Exactly. It just kind of highlights you didn't have much. Yeah. Um, they ended up coming out with a... I mean, they had already kind of technically revealed Tiny Tina's Wonderland in the uh, game... Summer Game Fest. Yeah. Summer Game Fest. But they did talk about it again here during their... Um, right after their extended movie discussion that didn't mm. do anything. Um, which is, in case anybody doesn't know, it's it's an RPG game, an RPG based on the Borderlands 2 DLC Assault on Dragon's Keep, which is like Tiny Tina has this like tabletop game or whatever mm. that she plays, basically D and D, and so they designed a, a new world based off this game. It's a game inside of a game inside, inside of Taco, of Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the concept is pretty cool, and I, I like the idea. And they did get a fucking crazy. Uh, voice cast again here we here we are looking at these really big names andy sandberg wanda sykes will arnett there might have been a couple others now that i mm-hmm. saw but those are big names to be voicing characters in a video game yeah it's impressive yeah definitely so um i'm confident it's gonna be fucking badass it's just that's not even the first time anybody heard about it and that was what you had your main event was mm-hmm. like that was kind of weird and they didn't really even show any beyond what they already showed i felt like it was the same basically the same idea yeah and they didn't give a release date or anything which no surprise it took how long for borderlands 3 to come out exactly um and then i think they they ended up with adding some small thing for godfall expansion yeah and it's coming out on ps4 as well something no one asked for so (laughs) i yeah i feel like that was just kind of marketing like oh see this game still exists please go play it because we didn't sell well Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a bummer. I, was, so, I, could have, I feel like Gearbox could have done so much more. So my obviously my prediction of new IP was a failure, but I did get I was half right because they did reveal the Tiny Tina game as a fact rather than a rumor. So that was good. Wasn't that your your prediction? Was that that would announce that game? I well, my prediction was that it was that we would get some new IP as a result of their recent acquisition. Mm. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So, technic- this is not technically new IP because it's a spin-off game. So, but I but okay. the prediction was yeah. also that we could get confirmation that Tiny Tina the Tiny Tina game was real. Gotcha. So, I was kind of two predictions in one. Gotcha. So, I was half right. Yeah. Um I, I'll say this, I am interested in Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yes, me, uh, me too. But uh, this definitely didn't do it for me as far as a E3 press conference so i felt like it it was kind of a burn it to me because 
even though I'm interested in that game, you didn't really show much of it. Mm-hmm. And you already announced this the day before elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And the rest of your stuff was just a cock tease for a movie that you're not showing us. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was absolutely a burn it because even what little I did see of the Tiny Tina's Wonderland game is, like you said, was pretty much already shown the day before. And uh, it doesn't make up for the fact that that movie part was bad. You can't just go around for 15 minutes and pretend that you're teasing stuff from the movie when you're not doing anything. You're just covering everything. Oh, I can't see that person. Oh, no, no, turn this way. Like, yeah. what? What? That's a waste of everyone's yeah. time. And they had a moment where they had um, Kevin Hart's show up. Yes. And, like, they talked to him and stuff. And he was funny. He was yeah. charming. He did his thing. But, like, the whole time I'm like, I wonder how much they paid him to do this. Yeah, exactly. Like, it didn't feel like he was there because he wanted to be. Yeah. And that's not a knock at him. It right. just, it felt the way it was presented. It was like, let's get these character or these actors out here so that, yeah. like, just to verify that these people are a part of our movie. Yes. We're not making it up. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Square Enix did have their event shortly after Bethesda and Microsoft and um the big big reveal like the I would say this is probably the biggest one of the entire thing so far. Life is strange? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously life is strange. <laughs> and how strange life is that that was the one Yeah. <laughs> that was the big reveal. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to figure out a good way to make fun of that game again. Yeah, okay. Uh- <laughs> well, you know what? It, yeah, they did they did announce a true colors uh, that was the name of the new game. Yeah. And I know you hate it, but people seem to Apparently love it. Apparently people love people it. People seem to love it because they keep so making them. Congrats. Go play that game and let us enjoy the real biggest announcement, which was... Oh, you want me to say it? Yeah. Okay. I'm, giving it, I'm not taking it from you. Okay. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy was announced. Nice. By, And not only was it revealed to be a game in existence by Square Enix... It was also revealed for a October 26, 2021 release date. Four months away. Yeah, that's nuts. That's so This soon. is probably one of the biggest secrets you could keep. Mm-hmm. Is a game like, not only just, it's a Marvel game. It's Gardens of the Galaxy. It's a big AAA yeah. Square Enix game. Yeah. For a lot, E3. A lot of secrets were kept here. I suppose it's probably easier when you're in a pandemic and people don't go anywhere. Fair enough. A lot less, like, ability to... Yeah, like, like, the only people that knew about it were the ones that were working on it. And they are like, we know we're going to figure out if it was you if it was leaked. (laughs) (laughs) Logic, that's how it always would be, right? Yeah. But, yeah, so I was... I don't... I guess I was partially right. Kind of like you were. Yes. With my prediction. Yes. I, I was saying that Marvel was going to team up with Microsoft and they were going to announce an exclusive game for the Xbox console and my prediction was going to be that it would be a Guardians of the Galaxy single player experience yeah I got the game right I did not get the partnership right I guess it would make sense that Square Enix would be the one since they have the Avengers game Mm mm-hmm Absolutely. And they obviously had to have this in production long before that game came out, or else they probably wouldn't have this game. Yes. Based off how that game's turned out so far. Yeah. So, uh, they they showed actually a good amount of stuff. They showed a trailer that had a nice, catchy 
uh, rendition of I Need a Hero. Yeah. That was a lot that was a lot of fun to, mm-hmm. to watch that trailer. Yeah. Uh, it was very colorful. They had the whole cast, you know, mm-hmm. we had Rocket, we had Groot, Drax. You saw him? Gamora. He wasn't standing still <laughs> or eating space nuts. Zarg nuts. Zarg nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know, we saw Peter Quill, Star-Lord, Even whatever. We saw um, Mantis. Yeah, which I'm curious if she's going to be like Join the team yeah, by the end of this game. As well, yeah. Um, we even saw Cosmic, the oh, yeah. the, uh, the Russian space dog. Mm-hmm. So the game is very promising looking. They had some really kooky characters that we you know we saw as villains or, whatever, or not villains, but uh, enemies that they fought, like this weird jelly cube creature. Oh yeah, it was very weird. Um, these weird creatures that had like three sixty degree mouths with their eyes inside their mouth. Oh yeah, they kind of looked like. Um... Demo dogs or whatever. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. yeah, like a like a bulked out. Yeah, it was kind of like a skag from Borderlands. Yes, with a demogorgon's head. That's a or nice Demodog's call. Head. That's a nice call. Yeah, a demi skag. A demi skag. <laughs> a skaggy gorgon. gorgon. <laughs> a skaggy gorgon. <laughs> That's not difficult to say at all. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, the humor was there. Yes. They, they had a lot of fucking jokes. Yeah. The, they kind of had a Telltale style system in there too where you make decisions. You know, they'll give you two options. Do what Drax wants to do or do what Rocket wants to do. And depending on who you pick, you make interaction relationships with those characters. Yeah, it affects you know, their opinion you of might, you or You whatever. might upset them or, or mm-hmm. they might trust you more. And I'm really interested to see how complex or intricate that system is yeah. to the overall experience. I just hope there's no time limit on choosing your fucking option because I'm going to have a hard time with that game if there is. If there's what? If there's like a time limit on choosing your option. Oh, you know how in the like Telltale games? On it? So there's yeah, like yeah. A, no, I don't think there will be. There better fucking not be. Because that's going to like kill the whole yeah. game for me. Because I'm going to be like, I don't know what you want to do. <laughs> Panic choose. <laughs> yeah. How did you feel about the design of the characters? Um, I thought they were all fine. Like, Rocket was spot on. Groot was fine. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't love Peter Quill. I felt like his hair was weird. I didn't like the that the, hairstyle on So him. I would say the characters look like they are supposed to resemble the comic characters more than the movies. Yeah, that's pretty But fair. at the same time, they did feel like they had movie-like characteristics that they kind of implemented into them. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter Quill, I think, was the one that, to me, stood out the most as very similar to what they did with the Avengers characters mm-hmm. in that game. Yeah. Where they were kind of like the MCU, but like, Something was slightly off that bothered yeah. you. Yes. Um, you liking Rocket was a surprise to me. I kind of hated his goatee handle thingy. What are the, I don't know what the fuck that's called. The Viking yeah, kind of beard. Like chin beard situation. Bead. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like that look at all. So I'm hoping that's something that you can change through like a costume designs or something. But Drax, Gamora, they looked very straightforward. Groot. I felt like they kind of wanted the Chewbacca design for him, where he had like this... It was supposed to be like a harness for Rocket to hold on to him, like a, like a handle on his back. Yeah. But the front kind of had this... 
Like a bandolier. Yeah, you know like like that. like a Chewbacca hat. Yeah, it was very similar looking. I thought. Yeah, like, that's you know, true. Over the shoulder. Yeah. But uh, as far as we know, it's only Peter Quill that you play as. Yes. And you interact and command other characters to mm-hmm. do stuff, and it kind of interacts with combo attacks, and it's like a whole style ranking system. It feels like for the scoring and damage and all that stuff. Yeah, it did seem that way. Um, I I fully expect because this is Square Enix that these characters are going to pop up in the Avengers game. Yeah, whether they have their own little story arc or not, I guarantee these characters will be playable. Yeah, they're just gonna character skins over the existing characters. Yeah, Peter Quill will be Iron Man. Groot will be Hulk. Drax will be Captain America. Right. Gamora will be Black Widow. You know. Yeah. Rocket, I guess, would be... I don't know who the fuck Rocket would be. <laughs> so when I guess I won't know. That's a good question. Spider-Pig. Is Spider-Pig in the game yet? He would be Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig. Okay. <laughs> this was a very exciting game. And I'm really hoping that it sticks to its four-month release date. It w- it's so close, I kind of feel like they are extremely confident, right? Yes. You couldn't have a four-months-away release date now and then delay it yeah that would be weird uh they also showed avengers black panther war for wakanda this is basically the new expansion in the video game it felt like it was the same kind of stuff we saw already with their announcement last month the character design looks pretty cool Mm -hmm. other than that the gameplay looks like it's about the same as we've got from the other games yeah or the other Whatever DLC content. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of more of a, hey, remember there's more stuff in this game. We got this thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nothing else really felt that exciting about it. They had a Babylon's Fall game that they announced, which is like a near esque live service by Platinum Games for PS4 and PS5 and Steam. They didn't give a date, but this was kind of a, like like a Middle Earth type. Medieval game. Yeah, it seemed like and that. it just felt like another generic game-ass service that I have no interest in investing time in. Yeah. So I was really disappointed by that because it, it sounded promising in the beginning of its announcement. Um, they had a Souls-like Final Fantasy game that was announced by Team Ninja coming out next year with a demo coming to the PS5. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um I'm never really that great at Souls games because I don't have the time or patience to commit to those kind of games. But I am interested in this. So it's called Final Fantasy Origin. And presumably it's going to be tied to the early Final Fantasy games. Okay. Based off the characters that they showed in this trailer. Mm-hmm. That was That was basically it for Square Enix. So, I mean, I think... I assume I can speak for both of us that Guardians of the Galaxy was probably the, the top... Of that list. Yeah, it was the clear winner. What would you rate this event? Um, I'm going to say slice it because I think that there wasn't a huge variety of other items besides Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers Black Panther, which I feel like are, I mean, I know they're different games, but mm-hmm. it's kind of the same theme. Um, there Literally none of the rest of the items were anything I gave two shits about. I mean, that's just my opinion. But so for me, it was a slice it because those other two looked great but okay. the other like 
that's that's kind of how I feel. Like it, I'm slicing it too because Guardians alone was a, a huge hype to see. Yes. Uh, and the soundtrack like, that's something we didn't yes, bring up. They yes. had multiple songs in that game. Yeah, I'm not even trying that to. That I was. <laughs> Really excited to like see what else along. that they have mm-hmm. to offer in this game as yeah. far as a soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so between that, Avengers is having like more of the same. And the Final Fantasy Origin game that I'm interested in trying out. Like, it, I feel like it was a slice. It, it was... I, I wish they had more, but I think they brought some interesting stuff. Surprisingly, they didn't have Tomb Raider. I was really expecting a Tomb Raider 4. I was expecting that as well. And that was my other prediction, which I was incorrect on entirely. So, we'll see. But that seems like a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers came out with literally one game, Back for Blood. That was it. You know, they, they kind of put out in the press release, but people were like, oh, well, that doesn't mean they won't have other stuff. It just means that's what they're... Saying they will have. Yeah, well, apparently it is. But they were like, no, this is literally all we have. No, this is literally all we have, yep. So they had Back for Blood, which is a fun-looking game. It's basically a spiritual successor to Left for Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I believe that game is coming to Game Pass day one when that comes out. That was in the uh, Microsoft Bethesda event. Yes. Uh, So that was another big, big grab for Microsoft. Um, the game looks great, but I, I didn't really feel like I needed to watch a bunch of player versus player content for that game. Like, I already know that I'm invested in just playing the campaign. I'm not interested in looking more into the competitive stuff that I'm probably not going to play anyways. Right, right. So that was kind of lackluster for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, unfortunately, it was it was a burn it for me. I agree. Total burn. I mean, Nothing. Like, it's, logically, you would want to burn a zombie. And then last we had, what, the UB Forward? Was there another event? Mm-hmm. They announced Rainbow Six Extraction, which is the new title for Quarantine. The Rainbow Six Quarantine game. Uh, right, yes. Which I'm assuming we all can guess why they changed the name. Yeah. Like, it's too soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this game looks a little weird. Like, it was not at all what I expected. Like, the creatures were very odd looking. One of them looked like a, a predator, but, like, weird looking predator. Yeah. Yeah. I remember what you're talking about. <laughs> it was like the mask was the face. It was just very weird. <laughs> so, I was looking forward to this. That comes out September 16th. But I'm going to have to see more. I, I don't know if I was sold quite yet on that game. They did show Rocksmith Plus, which is a new take on learning guitar. It mm-hmm. looked like it was like a more simulator version of Guitar Hero. Yeah, it seems like a real guitar situation in there. Uh, they updated the Writer's Republic game, which they've already delayed. It was already supposed to come out. So to me, that was kind of like weird they even had that here. That comes out September now. Uh, Just Dance obviously is here every year. 2022 is the new one coming out. Go figure. That's in November. Uh, and they had some DLC for Assassin's Creed. We have not even played this game yet, so Correct. I'm not interested in playing DLC yeah. until I play the actual game. But yes. it was called Siege of Paris, mm-hmm. and it's coming out summer of this year. So we're presumably within the next month or so. Month or two, right? Yeah, that would make sense. Their big title was probably Far Cry 6. We've all seen a bunch of stuff about this. The release date is October 7th. Mm-hmm. 
game that I'd be interested in playing at some point, probably if it went on sale, but I'm not interested in, in buying it day one. Yeah. And then they came out with a surprise of Mario Rabbids Sparks of Hope for 2022, which is their team up with Nintendo to make a Switch game. It's a tactical role-playing game. It's a sequel to their uh, Mario vs. Rabbids, whatever it was called, game. I think I actually bought it on like a, a flash sale. Yeah. For like 10 bucks. Yeah. You could check that out if you... And then it was like immediately on a cheaper sale the next day. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and then they also showed Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which was announced many years ago. I guess they're trying to keep with the theme of the movies. Yeah. Uh, that's re- that's announced for a 2022 release, which I'm assuming is going to tie into the release of the movie. I didn't have any interest in this game. Like, it looked gorgeous. It looked really good. But I just don't really care about Avatar. It looked like a f- it's probably going to be a solid third-person game, but it just doesn't have my interest. I'm assuming it's going to be based on a group of Navi that are probably not in the movies because, they, you know, that way yeah. they can yeah. do whatever without affecting any of the storyline of the movies. That's what I expect. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, they could totally do just like what Lord of the Rings of War in the North did, where it was like the people that you're playing the game with were like in the North and the, all the story of the books mm. and the movies was in the South. And so it's assumed that what they're doing was happening at the same time, but they're never directly involved. So you can never be not canon, technically. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Those sneaky bastards. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was it for Ubi Forward. It was... Some big things, but, like, not a whole lot of actual content shown for each thing. Right. Um, so I think my favorite of the Ubi Forward was the Rainbow Six Extraction. But, again, like I said, I haven't seen enough to really sell me on it yet. Yeah. But the the theme of the game has my interest. Of course. Um, I don't know about, like, much about most of these, enough about most of these games to really choose much of a favorite. But I, I would say if I had to choose one, weirdly, it would be Rocksmith Plus or whatever the fuck it's called because mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool. Because I always said back in the day when Guitar Hero started being a thing, I was like, why don't they just make it look like a real guitar? Mm-hmm. Because then you could actually play guitar afterwards. And this looks like that's what they're doing. So I'm down if that's what they're doing. I kind of had that thought too where I thought it would be kind of fun to play this and learn to play you know at a, even at a basic level guitar yeah just like a few chords i am curious though how how this game works how do you connect it to your console i'm assuming it's like a bluetooth or whatever just like a controller yeah okay yeah i guess that's how they do the other ones okay well i mean if i had played valhalla i i'm sure the dlc would be my favorite but i haven't played that game yeah. so i'm not there yet yeah, I would I would say test it for me for the Ubi Forward. It, it was they had fine stuff, but nothing that really got me really excited. Yeah, I agree entirely. Again, like I we didn't see anything of what you would expect. We didn't see like a new Assassin's Creed game. We didn't see we didn't hear anything about the Star Wars game that they yeah. announced that they were going to be working on. I figured we'd at least get like a title or something. Yeah. So that was really surprising. So, again, we're, what, day two of four, so we have another two days of reveals, so hopefully there's a lot better stuff than what Microsoft, you know, provided. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they they were probably the best so far, but, like, I'm hoping, as much as I have problems with Capcom, I'm hoping that they fucking come through for me. 
especially since I have some predictions that I would like to see happen. Yeah. You know, I want to see that Dino Crisis remake. I want to see Simone Musha. Yeah. Give me some of those things. Yeah. I'll cross my fingers for you. Just don't hope to die. Yeah. That would be awkward. The officer, I swear she wished that on herself. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything you would like to add to our E3 conversation before we end this part one? Overall, I think it was an okay year. I don't, I feel like I know that it was online and there were difficult situations to overcome, but I feel like maybe it could have been better. Especially since this is not the first time it was online. We kind of knew this was going to happen because of last year. Yeah, I mean, it. Well, plus if you think about it, if, if you're expecting an in-person presentation, then you would have even more theoretically prepared than an online showcase. Yeah. Which means it should be a lot easier to do the online one. That makes sense. But... Uh, we'll see. I mean, we, you know, we've had some duds ish, yeah. but overall, like Microsoft, I think blew us out of the water. Yes. Uh, Square Enix had some solid stuff, even mm-hmm. if it was like light in quantity. Yeah. But you like, know, so- overall, the pandemic is you know it it delayed the entire industry. Mm-hmm. Not just consoles being produced, but you know, developers and publishers being able to create these games because they had to spend a decent amount of time. In the beginning, you know, just transitioning to people being able to work at home or isolating them yeah. in, in the, the company buildings or whatever they were doing to get yeah. them to be able to work. Yes. So you're going to have slowdown in that sense. But I feel like uh, it's good, though, that we do have some room for improvement. So we'll see where the rest of the conference goes. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. That's it. That's it for our coverage of E3, also known as E4. (laughs) Well, our coverage is known as E4, you know, just to make clear. Not E3 being known as E4. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DTFPod or send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com. And, of course, please go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and leave us a review and or rating so other people can find out that we're cool, too. If we're cool. Obviously, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not the question. It's yeah. The question is that people, people find out that we're cool. know that we're cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That's it for episode 96 of E4. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>